0: Welcome to Episode 4 of the Peeps and Plaid Podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing our predictions for NBA awards, as well as predictions for individual Blazers and team success. Here's Evolve Interlude from Ziggy Zay. Yo,
1: I'm coming from that 360, so that's why I got them brains spinning. Ain't nobody using fingers, we ain't good at names. Switching, better get a plane ticket. I ain't flying all you chickens, though shoot my shot. off the off give and go my squad is so you can catch us on the Promise we ain't so that means if you I'm Christian Gamalin
2: and I am Austin Caphammer and this is the Peeps and Plaid podcast and we are really looking forward to bringing our fourth episode to you guys. So we're just going to dive right
0: into it. NBA award predictions for the end of the season. First off, we're starting with the big one, MVP. So we want to give our prediction for MVP, a Dark Horse, and then a Blazer who potentially could have a chance. So, Austin, who do you got
2: for MVP? I would say this has definitely changed here in recent days for me, or even recent weeks, but I would say Giannis is probably my favorite. I liked what I saw in preseason. He definitely added a three ball to his game, and that's pretty much what everybody said he needed to do. Um, All right. And then did, and for Dark Horse MVP, I would say like Kawhi. I think that he did really well against us, and he's going to get pretty significant minutes and get the ball in his hand a lot. Okay. I'm going with
0: LeBron for MVP. I think that when he goes to Lakers last year, they were a 35-win team. I think they definitely could be 45 wins plus with LeBron on the team. Um, I honestly think they're going to be 48 plus. So looking at that team, they're not going to give that credit to Walton. They're not going to give it to the young players. Uh, they're going to give it to LeBron as as he deserves. And so I think just that big win improvement in the West, I think LeBron's going to get MVP. I also have Kawhi Leonard as the dark horse for MVP. Obviously, there's a lot of factors involved there, but I'll take Kawhi as
2: a dark horse to win it playing in the East. I think we kind of uh, talked about how, uh, you know, as much of a dark horse as Kawhi Leonard can be, right? Yeah, I mean, he's he's considered uh, like a top
0: five player when he's healthy and playing well. He's one of the best players at defense, of course. So,
2: yeah, it's more—it's almost more situational. That's that's causing the uh, the dark horse label to even be applied to him right now. Definitely,
0: but then a uh, blazer with a chance. I honestly think Damian has a chance to get MVP. It's tough to see it, but with the Blazers being what they are, not having significant roster improvements from last year to this year, if they can continue to be a top four seed in the playoffs. Which I'm not project, I'm not projecting that they will be, but if they can, I think Dame does have a chance to be an MVP now that he's getting more rec- recognition.
2: Right, and I should have probably confirmed that statistic that I had brought up to you post, I mean, sorry, pre-show about no MVP candidate winning with under less than 50 or something wins. So, like like we were talking before, I think I think a lot of it has to do with just team success. So, and yeah. on that note, I, I just a real little quick tangent i i really don't understand the hype that the jazz the utah jazz are getting what is up with this i saw a ringer article the other day saying something that they're gonna they're they could make a run for the first seat in the west when when did the golden state warriors um move to the east (laughs) uh i'm i'm pretty high on the jazz actually But yeah,
0: I don't see them getting the one seed, but I think they could crack into the top three or four because they have a solid team. Donovan Mitchell, if you watched him in the playoffs last year, he just continued to dominate as a rookie. So obviously there's the aspect of teams being able to prepare for players that they didn't prepare for in previous years. But I think Donovan Mitchell is only going to continue to get better. I think that Gobert, if if he doesn't get injured, he's going to continue to be... A force on defense, and they have a lot of solid pieces around them. They got Jay Crowder, they got Joe Ingles, uh, they got Derek Favors. You know, I, I think they have a chance to be a really solid team again. Dante Exum, he's in the most improved player discussion too. So we'll see yeah. if they can put it together. But I, I don't see them being a one seed. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I like Exum. I, um, I think that Mitchell is going to do well. I don't know if it's going to be a, a, a stark improvement in here in his sophomore year, but. Um, I, I didn't really like what I saw from him in preseason, but anyways, I, th- I was getting we're getting off topic a little bit, so what were the, some of the other awards that we wanted to cover?
0: So, most improved player, I'll start off by saying that Dante Exum is my dark horse there. Before, I was pretty high on DeJounte Murray, He I think he tore his ACL, so he's going to be out most right. of the season, but for my favorite, I have Miles Turner. I was really thinking it could be a Laker with LeBron coming to the team and having all those young players, or even a Nuggets guard, because you know Jamal Murray's really good Gary Harris is really good I think they'll have a chance to shine but looking through previous most improved players they all have had significant stat improvements in in like the last 6 years where most of them improved their points per game by at least 6 and improved their rebounds or assists or blocks at least a little bit so I look at Miles Turner and last year he was approximately 12.6 rebounds one assist one block I really think he could up that a lot. He could move he's, to 18. He's still points with per Indiana, game. right? Yeah, he's with Indiana. So, one factor to it is Sabonis. Uh, Sabonis is also improving. He's a power forward center. So, that's something that could cut into Miles Turner improving his stats significantly. But I, I'll still take Turner to improve his points per game by five, six, seven, to improve his rebounds by a couple, two or three. Uh, maybe get another assist and block. I think Miles Turner has a good chance to get that.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. Did you just draft him on your fantasy team or something?
0: I did not. I was close to picking <laughs> him, but I had a couple centers already. Austin and I are in the same fantasy league, so yes, Yeah we, we uh, just
2: had we just had a lovely draft. Yeah.
0: I got Dame. I picked Dame with my first pick. I could have gotten I got CJ Brooker, Curry and I went I went with Dame, so pretty
2: happy. So that that's gonna be the game within the game this season, I suppose, when we're watching it. it's gonna be I'm rooting. I'm rooting for CJ success. You're rooting for Dame success. Yeah, we're yeah, always rooting I'm... for Blazers' success, though. Of
0: course, my mom got Nurkic. My mom is in our league too, so shout out. to What why, why don't you
2: tell him? Why don't you tell about the rest of the squad that your mom got?
0: My mom got the itch squad. She's got an itch for the itch. She's got Jokic, Nurkic, Doncic, Saric. I, I don't <laughs> even know any other itches, but she needs to get. I mean, them they're too. not.
2: Those are. Those are bad picks. Like it's just kind of a. She must have just gotten a rhythm. Yeah, like, she wasn't
0: even trying for it. She just saw Jokic at at the start. She's like, oh, that's a good one. And then she's like, oh, I really want Nurkic. I had him last year, and the other ones just happened.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I saw Nurk. I I almost picked him up, but I think CJ was enough for me. I think I got uh, Barton. I got Will the Thrill, so a little bit of X-Blazer love as well. Nice. Yeah, so who Uh, do you got for most improved player? Most improved player, I was doing a little bit of research on this just because I was was kind of at a loss for... um, too too hard of an opinion or stance on it but I would have to say I like Markel Fultz even though it's kind of the the hype one in the media right now I just um I think that a lot of people right now are saying oh look at Lonzo Ball's jump shot it's so improved it's it's crazy how much improved it is look at Markel Fultz's jump shot dude he was he's an athlete and, you know, he he looks different, in my opinion. He's doing athletic stuff in the first place on the court, but this preseason, he was he was draining them, dude. Yeah,
0: and the reason I'm not going with Markel is because I don't think he had enough games last season for people to take it seriously as an improvement from last season because he was still getting mm. over that injury. So I think he has a chance, and I think he could be really good, but if it's not too significant of a jump, I don't think they're
2: going to give it to him. But yeah. I,
0: he's he's up there for sure.
2: For sure. So what? Is, so, so what do you think? What was? Did you? Already, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm kind of spacing it there for a second. Your. Your uh, most improved again was. Miles Turner and the dark horse is Dante Exum. Yeah, you know I really like Dante Exum. Uh, is he? Is he listed as a two guard or a point guard?
0: Uh, that's tough to say. I don't think he's the best shooter, but I think a lot of places list him as a two guard because he's six six. Coming. He's in a fantastic to...
2: shooter, man. He's a fantastic shooter. He's a good from shooter. What I've really? seen. Yeah, man. Really From what
0: I've seen. All right, I got to check out Dante Exum. All I know yeah, is coming into yeah. the NBA when he was being drafted, there were people talking about him as having Michael Jordan type of upside with being six six, being super athletic, and he was like doing some crazy dunks. But he has been nothing like that so far in his career.
2: So let's see what Dante Exum's shooting stats are like. I wouldn't be surprised if he made um, if he made some defensive team this year he's he's a fantastic that would be a guy that I'd love for the Blazers to get not not like we already haven't done enough hypothetical uh who we want to bring in talks but he is just I think he's a fantastic defender and uh a pretty spot-on three-ball uh specialist but like you said I I don't I don't know too many people that have lived up to that expectation who are you talking about Dante Exum
0: dude I'm looking him up three-point percentage was 27 last year
2: really yeah, he uh, Man, he... his
0: field goal percentage has gone up significantly every year. He was 34%, then 42%, then 48%. But his three-point percentage has gone down every year from
2: 31 to 29 to 27. But he only That's played like...
0: 14 games last season, so...
2: Okay, yeah, because I was going to say, I, I didn't see too much of him this last season, but when I, I did watch a little bit of him the season before that, and... I mean, he wasn't, like, that wasn't, like, his shot, because he's, like you said, he's an athlete, but... Anyways, this has definitely been the Dante Exum episode here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so he definitely has a lot of room to improve. So let's go to a sixth man of the year. I got Terry Rozier. I think on Boston, they're going to have so many guys coming back in. Kyrie's going to be starting. Gordon Hayward's going to be starting. They're probably going to have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum starting. They still have a pretty decent bench, but Terry Rozier is definitely going to be leading that second unit. And uh, I think he'll get a lot of the credit for the success that that second unit has so i think terry rozier could be scoring a lot of points and taking the sixth man of the year award
2: all right fair fair yeah it's uh it's really whichever one of those what the i would say likewise with the sabonis uh thing with most improved with miles turner i would say we'd have to be cautious of whoever they have to bench because they're going to have to bench some other good players in boston because they have that luxury of just having a stacked very deep roster. So there's going to be a lot of other guys with the ball in their hand too. So if Terry still finds a way to separate himself, then yeah, definitely he's, he's, I think he's going to end up being kind of a, maybe not a franchise player, but a centerpiece for at least a couple of years for somebody here. Once his contract is up, maybe when he wants a little bit of a bigger role, but I would say Isaiah Thomas has a pretty big chip on his shoulder right now. And I don't know if he's still got it, but I would love to see him get it if, if he could. Um, but that's for six man. Lou will. I don't. I don't know if he's gonna do quite as much man because he's getting up there. But speaking of age, the timeless man. Do you know who I'm gonna say? Are you gonna say Jamal Crawford? Whoever picks this man up, <laughs> they, might, they might get. He might be one of the old. He might. Oh, I. I don't know. He, he probably would be the oldest. What if the uh, Warriors pick him up? Dude, he would. He would get it. In my Gosh, opinion. Gosh, that would suck. he's he's uh i watched a a really great i think it was um what's the name of the the publication where the blazers i mean not blazers the players uh write write some of their own stuff the players tribune right yeah it might have been that or the atlantic where he was just doing some kind of short clip just talking about his him coming up in high school and whatnot this film looks like it's from way back like definitely from vhs or something but yeah he was just talking about his journey and they were just showing some of his highlights and he still got it man like it's not like when you watch him, it just doesn't look like he's lost a step.
0: Yeah. So for sixth man of the year, dark horse, I got Kyle Kuzma. I think with the Lakers being what they are, they, after all the other pickups they got, even though they weren't that impressive, I think that a lot of those young players are going to be coming off the bench or they're going to have solid veterans. And I think Kyle Kuzma is going to be able to just take advantage, be high scoring off the bench. Uh, so I'd, there's definitely a chance he could get too many starts to be considered. But with LeBron playing small forward, power forward, uh, Brandon Ingram p- probably starting at small forward for most of the season, I
2: think Kyle Kuzma has a chance at that. That's fair. That's fair. Like I said, though, I, we talked a little bit before the, before the show, we were talking about the LeBron effect. So I think that anytime LeBron comes to a franchise, whether you're in the front office, whether you're the head coach... Possibly even the owner. I think we've, we even saw that in Cleveland, but definitely, as you're a teammate, it, it gets a little bit more difficult to get recognition, you know, hence why Kyrie's in Boston right now. Yeah. So, but Kyle, man, I got a bet. Shout out, shout out Adam Dawson. I got a bet with him. Uh, we made a year ago, I think it was uh, three seasons. We uh, said who's going to be, who's going to average more better statistics uh, Kyle Kuzma or Brandon Ingram and I actually bet on Kuz so the frustrating part about that is I think that if Kuzma was in a different uh, situation and had a little bit of a bigger role he would actually have the opportunity because he's actually a little bit more of a skilled player I believe than Brandon Ingram right now not to say that Brandon Ingram doesn't have the higher ceiling and is probably the better athlete but I just don't think that the Lakers are giving him He's just not going to get as much of a role as I think he he would need to do that. So I don't know how I'm feeling about that bet right now, Adam. Real quick, rookie of the year, who who do you got? I gotta say Doncic, man. I gotta say Doncic or Trey Young, um, and I'm definitely I'm definitely leaning towards Doncic. The only thing that would maybe be, skew me a little bit more towards Trey Young would just be the situation, and just Trey Young is going to have a lot of opportunities, and Doncic is still going to have considerable opportunities, and he looks like he is just playing glow trotter ball in preseason. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really going to be between those two for me. How about yourself?
0: I'm going DeAndre Ayton. I think he's going to be close to 20 and 10 every night. And I honestly think that he'll just have too many stats for people to like argue against, you know, I mean, you'll look at the other guys and be like, oh, they have a higher ceiling, but I think they'll look at DeAndre Ayton and see, man, he can just dominate from day one. Did you
2: watch that preseason game with him?
0: against the Blazers. I didn't wa- I okay, now I'm now I'm admitting it. I haven't been watching much preseason. I've been watching some highlights, but I've just been looking at a lot of stats for
2: sure. Um, and DeAndre Ayton's been doing pretty good in preseason. I, wa- I watched uh, – I think the Blazers played him twice, and let me tell you, dude, he is looking polished. I watched him also against the Warriors, um, and he was just – he would catch that ball and face up, like not at the elbow, but probably – Eight to ten feet away from the basket, right on the wing, and just he just jabbed twice and then just like pull it right over KD, probably two or three times. Like it was, I was like, this guy, he's polished, man. The only thing that would make me skeptical about that, again, the situation, um, not that the other guys that I mentioned don't have some good players around him, but I think that Devin Booker, once he's back, is gonna really want that ball. And I don't know, I think the Phoenix, it's gonna be a little different now that they have Ryan Anderson, who by the way is their highest paid player this year, um, and Trevor Ariza. So it's gonna be they're just they were so run and gun last year. So it's gonna really be about I think Phoenix's identity, like who they choose they wanna be. I think, you know, if they do decide they wanna, you know, get the ball to him down low and maybe be a little bit of a more of a half court offense, then that's very reasonable for him to go ahead and get that rookie of the year.
0: Yeah. I, I think Phoenix has a good chance to improve. I, I don't think they're gonna improve too much in the wins category. Maybe one or two, maybe maybe five, but uh, just because now the Lakers are going to be a dominant team as well, and the Mavericks are going to be a little more solid probably, so I don't see them really improving that way. But I think they'll have a lot more player development, and then in the next
2: few years, we can see them potentially as a playoff team. Yeah, yeah, and I think that with the Suns, you got to admit it's 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 very. I don't know if the time's going to be right for them. It's going to be right no matter what when DeAndre Ayton's twenty eight and is just a monster, but for the next coming years, the timing is always gonna be a little weird for them, man. They they have people all across the board age wise. They got Ryan Anderson who's getting up there. They have Trevor Riza, who, you know, isn't the youngest player uh, either. And then they have pretty much in his prime, Devin Booker. And then they have a super young athletic supporting cast. So it's like people are their team's always going to be in different stages until it just gets it's gonna have to get to a point where just the star players are superstar players.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I could see even two years from now, if they can get a free agent or someone in the draft who's just a really solid point guard, I don't see it happening, but say, like, they get Kyrie Irving, and then they have Devin Booker, who's one of the best sharpshooters in the league. They have uh, DeAndre Ayton, who I think is going to be killing from the center position. And then they got those, you know, long defensive wings with uh, Josh Jackson. And do they still have Chris? Did they trade away Chris in the Rockets trade? They did. Okay, but s- some of those, you know, longer wings they have, I don't know how long they have a Ariza for, but I think they definitely could be a playoff team in two years. I don't think they will be, but I think that they have the potential to. That's fair. Real quick, so for defensive player, I got Gobert. I think a dark horse is Clint Capella. I think he has a chance.
2: All right, that's fair. Both uh, both centers there, huh? Yeah that kind of seems to be the way that the direction that award is has been going or at least has been covered here in recent years like you know it's almost uh in the in the NFL it, it seems like it's almost always a, a quarterback that or maybe a running back who gets MVP you know but it's never but i think position wise defensive player of the year it seems to always be a center but i don't know maybe that they're the anchor i suppose
0: yeah and and anthony davis always has a excuse me has a chance to do it and i think that Kevin Durant's also a dark horse for it. Kawhi and uh, Draymond Green always are in the conversation. They could definitely run away with it, but I'm I'm going to take Gobert and I think Capella has a chance at it.
2: I'm going to say I'm going to say they're going to give it to KD and then if not KD, it's AD. So it's one of the D's. <laughs> What's the other one? KD or who? AD. AD, Anthony okay. Davis. Kevin Durant yeah.
0: or Anthony Davis. All right.
2: Two MVP the...
0: candidates, two defensive player candidates. So, for coach of the year, I think Brad Stevens is the front runner for it. I think the Celtics will be the best team in the East, but I think that they won't be as good as people expect with these other players coming back from injury. So, I think Brad's, I'm going to go against taking Brad Stevens for it. It's usually not the best team in the league. Steve Kerr's only won it one time. Uh, Popovich has only won it twice when the Spurs were amazing. Maybe it was three times. I think it was twice. Yeah, just twice. So I'm going to take Mike Budenholzer with the Bucks. It's his first year with the Bucks. They have Antetokounmpo taking it. They could be a top three team in the East for sure. Um, He led the Hawks to that amazing season uh, in the first year LeBron was with Cleveland. So yeah, that was four years ago. Of course, I'm bringing up Cleveland when I'm talking about the Hawks. But Mike Budenholzer, I think he has a really good chance to win it with Antetokounmpo on his team. And for Dark Horse, I'll take Nate McMillan in Indiana. Almost every single coach of the year, their team has had 50-plus wins. I think either of them has a chance to get 50 wins, the Bucks or the Pacers.
2: Well, so some of my previous takes are going to conflict here a little bit with, with your current takes, which is, you know, I don't know. One of the statistics we probably should have checked up on is how often has the same team had a most improved player or an MVP and also had a coach of the year. I feel like those two things... Even though the NBA would never say it, are mutual, are mutually exclusive. So, and, and I and I and I'm saying that in the scope of awards because you can have a good team. I suppose I should just say my pick would be um, 76ers head coach, whose name is escaping me right now, Brett Brown. Yeah. Um, so you can have a good team, which they do. They have Embiid. They have you know, they have Simmons. They have Redick. Uh, all these guys, whatnot. But I think that. In the scope of handing out awards for the NBA, they just don't want to have those awards on the same team. So, yeah, i I think that I think that uh, what's his name again for for the Celtics? Um, these coaches, man. I'm, I know him, but I'm not knowing him right now. Celtics head coach Brad Stevens. I think that he has. I think there's a limit to that though as well. I think that he has a, a lot of talent and a very deep team. I think you can have a couple stars and still get a uh, Coach of the Year, such as the Raptors with Dwayne Casey. You know, he had uh, DeMar and and Kyle Lowry and, you know, a couple other guys. So I think that that's kind of a similar mold to what I'm seeing with the Sixers. And uh, I think that, you know, my pick with Giannis getting MVP or, you know, the Pacers getting... uh, If you were to say the Pacers were... uh, Miles Turner was going to get most improved, you know... I, I just don't know if if a coach is going to get that in the same team.
0: Yeah, and th- there's been a few times recently where the coach matches the MVP. Steve Kerr got it when Steph Curry got it in fifteen to sixteen. Who else? Tom Thibodeau with the Bulls when Derrick Rose won MVP. Okay. Uh, Mike Brown with the Cavs when LeBron won MVP. But that's just three since two thousand eight two thousand
2: nine season. So... And was that Steph's season the seventy two win season? Oh, um
0: seventy. Yep, seventy three and nine. So that, yeah, that that's one just, is undisputable. <laughs> that's Tom Thibodeau, yeah, it's, the Bulls had been bad for a long time. So I think that was took a long time coming. And then Mike Brown with the Cavs just because LeBron led them to 66 and 16. So situation uh, there's situations. higher standards. Yeah, it's higher standards to get something like that. So I think Nate McMillan probably has the best chance if it's Nate McMillan with Miles Turner also getting most improved player. That's probably more likely than Antetokounmpo getting MVP and Budenholzer getting coach of the year. So let's get into some actual Blazers predictions. So going into this season, uh, let's go through a couple games. Uh, There's two main notable games that the Blazers are going to play in the regular season. And the first one is the season opener i'm going to it against the lakers lebron's first game is a laker do you think the blazers are going to win game one against the lakers
2: yes i think home home court advantage for the season opener motor center is going to be rocking and i think we're going to pull that first one out if it if it wasn't la i might not be so sure on that but yeah i really like the blazers first five first five games
0: yeah i'm taking the blazers in game one uh Obviously, there's tons of factors to it. I think the biggest one is going to be the Lakers youngsters being a little too hype and mm-hmm. not, you know, whether it's nerves, whether it's excitement, I think they're not going to show up well enough to match the Blazers who are going to have, you know, the entire city of Portland behind them. They're going to be stoked. So I think that the Blazers are going to win that game. What about Christmas? First Christmas game in a long time against the Jazz in Utah. You think the Blazers win that game?
2: I like that, and I think that's going to be a really good benchmark for us to uh, put ourselves against at that point in the year. I, I really really like that. Yeah, it's it's going to be a great game. I'm going to take the Jazz
0: in that game. You know, I'll always be rooting for the Blazers, but I think the Jazz will be motivated. They also haven't played for Christmas in a long time. I think they'll yeah. be motivated to win it at home.
2: Okay, that's what I was so going to ask whether or not it was in Utah. So yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's a tough one, but who knows? Yeah, I mean for sure. Both of these games could easily go either way. I mean, that's how sports are, but
0: I'll take the Blazers in the home opener, but I'll take the Jazz against the Blazers on Christmas.
2: All right. Being being fair, being impartial, I like it. Definitely 10
0: playoff potential teams in the West. Are the Blazers making
2: the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're making it. I think that, you know, do they get the third seed again? I don't know if they get the third seed, but I also don't think that it's crazy to say that they might get a six seed or better either i think that people are like looking at that take like it's laughable on nba twitter and whatnot i don't think it's laughable at all if you if you've watched cj and dame in the preseason um i'm not even going to speculate about our role cast i think that those two guys are already in mid-season form right now so yeah i
0: i think we- the blazers make the playoffs i think they're definitely in the three to ten range in the west but i'll i'll take them in the playoffs now do you have them Well, winning in the first. If you're asking
2: me about, uh, if you're asking me about their playoff success, then I would say it's it's gonna be. I can't I can't make that prediction, um, rightfully because like last year, it was just that was just a god awful matchup for us in the first round. Like we we need something. We need something a little bit uh, better in terms of matchups, but you know, if we, I really don't think that the Lakers would be the worst matchup in the first round or in those in those rounds in the playoffs. First of all, that'd be a great um, playoff series to watch. But I think oh, yeah. that I think that depending on how well Nurk does, you know, that they don't they don't really have too too good of a center presence. javel McGee, right? Yeah. For me, I think the Blazers will
0: make the playoffs. I think they're going to win the first round. I think they're going to win against either. The Rockets, Spurs, Pelicans, Clippers, Nuggets, or Wolves. So if we can make it against any of those teams in round one, I think we'll win it, even if it's the Rockets. Um, Even if it's the Pelicans after last year, they don't have Rondo, I think that's going to be a big part. I I think the Blazers really have a good chance in the first round. In the second round, I I think the Blazers lose against the Warriors, Lakers, Jazz, or Thunder. I think any of those teams have a good chance to beat the Blazers. So that's my prediction. Winning the first round, which is really tough cuz you got to get like a 3 to 6 seed to really have a chance. I mean, now that I think about it, I'm like, crap, I don't think they're going to make that high of a seed. I think they're going to be 6 to 8 probably. But I think I think they can beat the Rockets in the playoffs. I think the Rockets are pretty overrated after losing Mute and Ariza and with Chris Paul only getting older and with Carmelo coming off the bench, I don't think that they're really going to be what they were last
2: year. All right, that's fair. I mean, I that's a, that's a tough matchup still. I think.
0: Yeah. Is Damian gonna be an all star? Yes, I, th- I think he. I think he will be. Yeah. I'm. I'm taking Dame as an all star. Yeah. I got kind of tears of like these guys are definitely an all star. These guys are probably an all star. These guys are maybe. Dame's in the maybe, but he's like at the top of that list. So I think he's. I think he's gonna be an all star after he starting started to get some recognition. I definitely think he'll be in there. Do you think he's going to be All-NBA?
2: I don't know. With, the, with Kyrie coming back with a vengeance, and I think the Celtics are going to do pretty well, um, he'll be All-NBA. I just don't think he'll be first team.
0: Yeah, I'm, I think he's going to be second or third team. I'm predicting second team. There's Westbrook, Curry, and Harden, who are like always in that first and
2: second team discussion. So... Well, and I was going to say, too, now it's even more difficult for CJ if he if he's—well, he is going to be trying to make it. Who's not trying to. But uh, DeMar, you know, I think—I can't talk about him enough in this podcast, but he—you uh, know, DeMar was a perennial all-star in the East, and now that's just one more shooting guard for CJ to go up against in the West.
0: Yep, definitely. So, do you see any other Blazers making all-star, all-NBA, or all-defensive teams?
2: Hmm— I think Nurkic will be in the Defensive Player of the Year running, but I don't know. I think that Nurkic could be on like the second or third team if he had a good defensive on the their uh, all defensive team, but he would still have to do pretty well. But that's that's about it realistically for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, and there are only two defensive teams, so it's even harder to make it. I'm not gonna take any Blazers anywhere else. I would love it if Aminu and Nurk are both in the defensive teams. If anyone else can show up, if anyone can be an all-star, that'd be awesome. I don't see it happening. I think Dame's making all-star and all-NBA, but I think that's it.
2: Yeah, yeah. and no, I didn't know about the uh, they're not being a third defensive uh, team. So yeah, I don't. I don't think that Nurk even really has a shot because he's gonna have to be going up against guys like AD and KD and um, Gobert and yeah. So
0: yeah, and there's only really two centers that make it to an all-defensive team. So he has to beat gobert anthony davis clint capella
2: he'd um, have to average like four blocks a game
0: (laughs) yeah then then he's getting in for sure (laughs) yeah so what about blazers win total so the seeding is one thing but what do you think about the blazers win total are they going to improve or regress from last year
2: um, you know, I think I'm really comfortable with Vegas odds of the 42. I think that Bill Simmons is ridiculous for saying that that was like blasphemy, but I think that 42 is reasonable for them. They might be a little bit under at 40, but I don't think they're getting less than 40.
0: Well, I'm hoping for more than 42, especially in the West, but well, I mean, the West kind of makes it tough. They're all going to be in that like 43 to 47 range for all the, all the best teams, but yeah, I'm hoping for like 45, 46 wins. I think they will regress from 49 is what I think they had, 49 or 48. Uh, so I think they're going to have less wins than last year. What about Damien's points per game? Will he have more or less than last year?
2: I think he's going to have a little bit less, but I think it'll be for the better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I
0: have Dame's points per game going slightly down. It'll be right around where it was, but I think it'll drop a little bit. What about Dame's assist and three-point percentage?
2: I think his assists are gonna go up for the better and then three point percentage I think is gonna go up as well just because he even though he could make some of those crazy threes over the past couple of years, I think he's starting to come a little bit more into his own as a as a heady player getting up there in his late twenties. So I think he's gonna get a little bit some better looks and get that percentage up too.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think his assists there's gonna be more shooters on the team and hopefully Nurk and Collins are, you know, banging down low. So I think his assists are going to go up. I think he's going to get better looks, 3-point percentage going up. I think CJ's points are going to go up. I think CJ's 3-point percentage is going to go up uh, because CJ's points dipped a little bit last year. Um, Yeah. So I think that's going to improve. He's
2: going to have a a great season, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And then Nurk, his points per game and his rebounds, I'm predicting both those go up. It's tough with Nurk because obviously he you know can get lazy at certain times and doesn't necessarily follow through but with not having Ed Davis on the team it's gonna basically be Nurk and Collins holding it down so I think he's just with more playing time and hopefully a little more conditioning over the summer I think he's gonna improve at points per game and
2: rebounds for sure man yeah, yeah, I, I would say you know should um, definitely improve in each of those categories as well. So Myers and Lehman, minutes will both of them get more minutes than last year? Will one of them get more? What do you think? One of them, I would say a safe bet would just, would be to say that one of them is going to have a fantastic, maybe not fantastic, but drastically better season than they did in the last. If not, if not both of them doing just a little bit better, I would, I would say one of them is poised to have a good year and i know that's a lot to put on myers leonard i would say if i had to pick between the two probably jake just because of situation time and place and he's just been developing for so long um let's hope osha doesn't uh doesn't trade him away yeah i'm gonna take jake
0: layman everything plus i think bro i I said that what did i
2: say on our first episode
0: (laughs) i know i know and i was a little higher on layman than most people but Still, I'm, I'm hoping he really shows up. So I'm I, predicting everything he does will be better than last year. I think Myers gets a few more minutes, not a ton, but I think both their minutes go up. Uh, what about most likely Blazer award? So end-of-season award, who is most likely to win one of them?
2: It's, I mean, it's got to be Dame, right? No. I, well,
0: I mean, his 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 only chances for MVP really. So, do you oh. think he has a higher chance than someone else winning something else?
2: I'm sorry, we're thinking we're thinking uh, original award awards. I was thinking yeah, about yeah. I was thinking and, about team placement as well, like first or second or yeah. whatever. But no, I mean, uh, most improved, Jake Layman, I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, most improved, Jake Lehman or Nurk or sixth man, either Seth Curry or Evan yeah. Turner, because Evan Turner is going to have more shooters to pass it to. Seth Curry, hopefully, will have a whole season under his belt, have a lot of good passes thrown to him, and he's going to capitalize. So Dude, because ET, take one was, them for ET
2: was nice in Boston, man. I'd love to just see yeah. half, a, half a season of that at least. Yeah, right? That'd be awesome. All right, well, you know, we went a little bit over here. Uh, if you want to find us on basically any major podcasting platform. We should be on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, really, you name it. We, we publish through Anchor FM, so you can also listen there uh, or even start your own for free. So uh, it's a pretty cool little nifty thing we, we're working on with Anchor FM. Shout out Noah Goodwin and Marcus Hartman um, and, their, and their show. They kind of put us on that and um, were help, helpful in those founding Moments of peeps and plaids. So, also, we want to shout out Ziggy Zay, Isaiah for giving us some music here. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening this week, guys.
1: Coming at you like a demon light, achieve a heist I ain't never seen in life. You see, I'm elevated, told me that I never make it, that I was done in Then my mind accelerated, yeah, see, I'm underrated, but I never stated or debated. I'm the greatest for the greatest me that I can beat. I'm trying to put the whole crowd on the edge of their seats, but I put a little bounce on the edge of the beast. Uh. I ain't really about the green, no piccolo. Sleep out like a light, like, no sycamore. Stay away from the double, he a teaser. But if you get closer, i am a G to have thick of Yeah. Normally I'm cooler in the freezer. But now I'm on 10, so it's gonna be a breeze, I got the dry, so they giving me the keys. Taking this to school just so they can pay the fees. Pray and meditate, only weigh on my knees. Used to think I'm sick, now I really got to sneeze. It's all God's plan, how I'm doing this with ease. Yeah, sounds nice, I ain't here to appease. I'm sailing the seas, I'm wavy. Pessimist daisies, no bragging, just refuse to be lazy. No lagging, the connection is crazy. Yeah, I do this as a hobby, but I like they pay me. yeah.